0: next verse and sent messages before his face and as they went they entered a village of the Samaritans to prepare for him next verse but they did not receive him anybody here ever get in a place that people are not receiving you <laughs> Jesus understands he's lived your life already And when the disciples, James and John, saw this, listen to this, when James and John saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? Now, where did they get that from? I mean, they they really, they must have seen this. Jesus must have called the fire of heaven down. The fire of God, the Father must have come down in a way to ignite people, to stir people up. I mean, they just didn't come up with that out of the Old Testament because Elijah was known as the man ablaze, full of fire. He'd always call fire down from heaven. So they knew that from the Old Testament scriptures, but they're walking with fire. Jesus is the fire of God on earth. Y'all got this? Now watch this, the next verse. But he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are. So he didn't say you couldn't call down fire. It's just you using it for the wrong means. And then he explains it in the next verse. For the son of man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. So we can equate people getting saved to the fire of God. Y'all, y'all got that. It wasn't to destroy people. The fire is not to hurt anyone. The fire is not to be misunderstood, but the fire is not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. So that right there tells me fire can do something to somebody. And I I got to thinking about this today. Are y'all okay? Y'all really okay? Because you know I know you got all wet coming in here. (laughs) So I, I started to think about the times I've seen the fire of God on somebody and because I never really put this scripture together for my own life but it's true in my own life you know John he told he's telling us in the scriptures that you know I came to baptize with water unto repentance which is very important But he said there's one coming after me and he's mightier than me and i can't wear his shoes i I can't walk in those shoes he's coming and he's going to baptize you in the holy spirit and with fire and when i read that scripture earlier today i've watched people move in the spirit full of the spirit but i see a difference in those that are full of the spirit and fire there's there's more than just being filled in the spirit and actually i can acknowledge that in my own life there's been times i mean i'm living holy i love god i'm filled with the holy spirit i'm doing everything he wants me to do but sometimes the and fire comes on me and when that and fire comes on people you can see it i've watched this little girl get filled with the holy spirit you still filled with the holy spirit speaking in tongues shakey brahma will you i remember i prayed for both of y'all and you got filled with the holy spirit but i saw more than them just speaking in tongues i saw the fire of god come on them i mean smiles like your face is gonna crack oh my god i never did this before oh my god i didn't believe this but it's happening to me right now so you understand you can be filled with the holy spirit and not have the fire And I know that in my own life because I've walked this walk. I've talked and I've preached and it's been good, but it's something about having the fire and you can see the fire on people. You know, if if I set somebody on fire in here, literally, put gasoline on you, put a match to you and lit you, we'd all be watching you and you would not be sitting still. Some kind of way the fire makes you move. And it's the same way with the fire of God. You can see it on people. It's expressed through their faith. It's expressed in their worship. You can't sit down. You know, when they came out of Egypt, they were so elated that God was bringing them out. But then they got to the Red Sea, and then they turned on the leader, the deliverer, because it just didn't look like it was going to happen. It sounded good, you know, They heard it, they were following, and then all of a sudden, boom, there's a, an obstruction, there's some barriers, there's some resistance. It's not going like they thought. Anybody ever get in life like that? It's just not going like you thought it should go. Man, when you're in the fire, you just trust in God, and you ain't worried about how it's going. Even when it's bad, you're not worried about it, Because the fire of God's on you. Then all of a sudden, Moses just did what the Father told him to do by the Spirit. He just raised up that stick. All of a sudden, the Red Sea parted. And listen, to walk across a Red Sea with walls of fire, that's another challenge. Ain't nobody ever did that before. And so you, between fear of the sea closing in on you, and you got fear of the best chariots in Egypt, I'm talking about the, the Navy SEALs, the, the Marines, so to speak, the best that Pharaoh had is closing in on them and they hear the, the hoofs of the horses and they don't know what to do. And basically Moses, you know, he's saying he's go across. So they had to make a decision. You're gonna go on into darkness? Are you gonna just wait to be slayed? So I don't know, it's almost like you know, you're stupid to stay here. You might as well just see what's on the other side, you know. That, what did I say? Oh, walls of water, walls of water. That, that's a good, good correction right there. I would say that's different. And so they went through walls of water, not even knowing what was on the other side. And then they're getting on the other side. Now, Pharaoh's coming through too. Now, I mean, whoever thunk that you know the walls would fall on the enemy you know let them I mean they were not thinking like that so every step along the way you know it looks good you know it rains hell and fire you know and the plagues and it's all looking good it looks like it's all working for us and we're protected and they're not and the spirit of death comes upon the the camp of you know egyptians all the firstborn die theirs don't because they're behind the blood and i'm telling you it all looks good but every step is a challenge i mean you see the hand of god and then here we go again we got to trust him again here we go again we got to have faith in god again yeah, it's just like no end and so now they finally get out and they're going across the red sea not knowing what's on the other side and they come up on the other side and they look back and here comes pharaoh great you understand it's, it's no end to what this world system wants to do us but our faith is being tested and I'm telling you when you know God took you out of something you go you gonna get on you go you gonna, gonna ha you're not gonna sit around relax when it's time to praise God you know what Miriam did she got a tambourine and that girl just took off you know that's why it happens in this church off often this, we'd just be having a natural service and somebody just go nuts <laughs> you know what I mean they just get up and run or they shout or they just sit there and laugh or they just get the joy or you know it just starts to happen and people just look around and it's like what's wrong with that well you don't know what they came out of they are sitting in my service yeah. And I'm preaching a word and it just strikes something in them. And then they recall what God brought them out of. They've been freed from bondage and freed from sin and set free from addiction. And all of a sudden, they just want to run. All of a sudden, they just want to yell. All of a sudden, they want to get a testimony. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can't stop those kind of people. They'll leave this church if I shut them down. You understand? It's just... It's just, we just, we just minding our own business. Just singing a song. And then all of a sudden it hits us. He brought me out. Yes. And you were sitting in the service. This is what you're doing, sitting in the service. You're worried about what you're going through now. You're just like, oh, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? I can't believe they did this. I can't believe this has happened. And then you just start praising God. Then all of a sudden, you think about how he brought you out. And then you kind of get lit. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, what you're confronted with, it don't matter no more. And then you start, like, flowing. You start getting exciting. But you told your sister before you came sat down what you were going through and she ain't as spiritual as you so now she sees you all excited and she don't understand what you're going through because you just told her everything that's bad and now the Lord just touched you and you messing with her now and she goes up to you like you okay are you on something because she don't have the fire you understand the fire can hit you anytime and if, if you all wet by this world it may take a little longer. If you all wet, waterlogged by the system of this world and what this world throws on you, I mean, we could dose you with gasoline and you wouldn't even burn. You'd sit there and just go. <laughs> now, I couldn't burn you, but God could touch you right where you are. I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care how bad it's been. I don't care. I'm telling you, this is going to be the best message I ever preached in my life because my prayer room has got an inch of water on the floor, and I ain't even worried about it. <laughs> you went through something today? Oh! You went through something today? You went through something that Who don't? But some people get touched and others don't, and they just soak in their misery. And God forbid somebody gets excited in church and somebody's going through something, they get mad. You know, there's favor in the fire. I'm just telling you, there's favor in the fire. Listen, let me tell you this. All of those portraits you see of my Jesus, these old ancient portraits, he looks like he's been on drugs. He got a sour look on his face They portray him to be something he never was. My Jesus was happy. The joy of the Lord was his strength also. And matter of fact, that ring around his head, they didn't know how to paint it any other way than put a ring around his head. That was fire! That's what it was! It wasn't a little neon, round light. It was fire! They did not know what it was, but it was fire on the Lord! I mean, do y'all get this? They did their best painting those pictures. (laughs) And they took, I mean, when you're on the cross dying, I mean, there's a different face there. And they would put his face that was on the cross on every portrait they painted. It didn't matter if it was the mountain of... uh, Beatitudes. it doesn't matter if he was feeding the 5,000, it doesn't matter what they painted, they put the face that he had on the cross and that wasn't a frown, he was going through something but there was a joy that was set before him that hung him on the cross, kept him on the cross and he endured the cross with the joy that was set before him. Yes. You better keep your joy. Don't let nobody, devil stole joy. What the devil going to do with your joy? <laughs> the devil ain't going to, the devil stole joy. No, you didn't steal your joy. You forfeited it. You got your eyes on the wrong thing. You took your eyes off the prize. You took your eyes off the promises. You took the eyes off, the, off of the performance of Jesus on the cross. You took your eyes off the power that he put inside of you. I tell you. I got a fire message tonight. Yes. Listen, I want to pray for these people that signed up. I don't know if you signed up, but I want to specifically target these people. Yes. These are champions. They signed up to go soul winning Saturday. Yes. You didn't sign, or you want to pray? You just, yes. yeah, I want prayer. You know, whatever the Lord calls you to do when you're in the fire, it's not a big deal. It's just not a big deal. When you're in the fire, it's just just not a big deal. You almost look crazy. You got peace, you got love, you you you, you got confidence, you're trusting in the Lord, and so it doesn't matter what you're going through when you got the fire, and people worry about you. Because they know all your problems but you're not worrying anybody can recall a time that the power of God was on you the fire of God was on you and you know what all of a sudden you saw differently but nothing was changed your circumstances were all the same your bank account was still on zero Everybody was coming against you. It was what it was, but something happened to you. And it's called the fire of God. You don't even have to try hard in the fire. (laughs) I watch people try to preach, try to witness, no fire. It's it's just such a struggle. And the struggle is real. (laughs) But when you got the fire to pray, it's so easy. You're not worried about what people are thinking in the fire. And just to let you know, they ain't thinking about you anyway. They're thinking about themselves. It's so, something about being ignited. When you're ignited, you're just overly excited. And, and I'm telling you, the fire is not always excitement. It always doesn't have a flare, but it always gives you confidence. I've seen my wife's wife, wife Just in the fire of God I've watched my wife even though we just came back from a trip and I've watched my wife just talk to people and what what gets on her is the fire of God's love and she just looks in their eyes and she just starts talking and smiling and I'm I'm like you know I don't even want to deal with the person sometimes y'all like don't look at me like that I I know you feel the same way at times but all of a sudden this fire comes on you and I watch Susan just talk to people. And it just flows out of her. And people are very, very uh, curious and receptive, open, just because the fire is just, it's the fire marks us. It, it does something to us. We're not. This is what the fire does too. This is how you get the fire. Who wants the fire? You, you fear God. When you fear God, the fire of God comes on you and you won't fear men. You cannot, you will not fear men in the fire. You just won't. You're not worried about your shortcomings. You're not insecure. You're not arrogant. You're not prideful. You're just confident and trusted in God. When the fire We were uh, walking at Fisherman's Wharf in uh, San Francisco. And uh, I was just looking for a time to witness. And you know, at times you get kind of skeptical. You just need to call God. uh, Jesus, you you want us to call down the fire of God on them to destroy them? He said, no, I don't want to destroy them. The fire's for salvation. The fire's for you. You do better in the fire. The fire makes you a better you. <laughs> the fire makes me a better me. I'm telling you, in the fire, you, you don't worry. You don't complain. You don't gossip. You'll ask for forgiveness quick. You won't be in condemnation or ashamed. shame. You're strong in the fire do you get to fire God? You fear God. He holds our life in his hands. He gives us breath. He gave us life. He formed us in our mother's womb. The plans that he has for us are good. I fear God. So anyway, I'm on the fisherman's wharf, and this big old boats backed up and everybody's seated in the back of the boat because it's a cruise boat. I guess they're going to Alcatraz or somewhere. I don't know where they're going but it's a pretty good-sized boat, and I would say it would be like right here, a bunch of seats, and all the seats are full, and everybody's like squunched. You know what squunched mean? It means squunched together. They were close together, and so I'm walking on the wharf, and I'm up here, and they're down there. Just, it's exactly like this, except that, you know, I'm close. I'm up here. I'm like right up here looking at everybody, and I'm thinking good place to preach the gospel (laughs) they're all looking at me I mean it's like they're scared and so I just hollered out real loud I said is this a one-way cruise in other words you're not coming back that's what a one you know one anybody ever heard of a non-stop flight can you explain that to me a non-stop flight that means it never stops you don't come back you don't get off non flight. And that was coming to me. So I asked him, I said, is this a one-way cruise? And they all just looked at me like, who is this goofy guy? And I said, well, listen, you never know what happens in a boat. I'm, I'm not speaking negative or anything, but you never know what could happen out there. This is the Pacific, you know. And I said, listen, if something goes way bad wrong, call upon my friend Jesus, and I promise you he'll help you in anything in your life. Come on, somebody. And so I've noticed in my witness when the fire comes, you're just not even worried. You're not thinking about what you're going to say because, you know, a fire doesn't, a fire doesn't move and, and says, uh, I think I'm going to burn that. I think I'm not going to burn that. I think I'm gonna go around that, and I think I'm gonna jump over there. No, the fire just spreads. So it's the same way, you know. We call the river a flow, but the fire's a flow. Y'all with me? Yes. And so it's it's easy to live for Christ in the fire. Um, could I get that podium, please? I'm gonna uh, preach a message tonight, but I'll never finish it. It's not gonna happen. So I'll extend it. Um, 2 Sunday morning and uh, you know we had a service uh, Rodney Howard Brown service and he just came to set set everybody on fire and so my job is to keep people on fire and this fire is for souls That's what it's for if you're not interested in pleasing God the fire is not for you You, you're not even a candidate for it if you don't want to please God And uh, you might say, well, I don't know the God you're talking about. Well, begin to seek him. Just begin to seek him. And I promise you, he will show himself to you. I said this, but I'm going to say it again, because I put it in my notes, and this is just something the Lord gave me. Uh, And I'm going to be talking about Shadrach, Meshach, and away we go. (laughs) Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These were three Hebrew men and uh, we know the story. It's, It's not a children's church story, but the Lord showed me their lives are the gospel. We can see the gospel being preached through their lives in the Old Testament. It is so easily recognized to see the gospel at its best working in their lives. So I'm gonna do my best tonight to show you the gospel through Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, y'all ready for this? I might even get excited. <laughs> the the fear of God produces the fire of God needed to change ungodly cultures, hopeless circumstances, and wicked and the wicked conditions of men's hearts. That's what the fire is for. The fire is not to change your circumstances. Cause we can burn anywhere usually the fire will not change your circumstance it'll help you go through it that's what the fire is all about you see these people and they just fired up and you see what they're going through and they don't lose their joy they don't lose their confidence and it's, that's attractive come on somebody get an agreement with me that's attractive when you see and this is not self-determination this is not self-ambition this is not an individual's power in itself in himself this is the fire and the power of god's presence in their life that's what we all need to live in and walk in so i'm going to read in daniel daniel about shadrach meshach and abednego but before i do that i want to kind of preface these scriptures and so nebuchadnezzar was the king at this time and this dude was kind of erratic it's almost like when he needed god he would have somebody call upon the god of daniel and then he'd see god work for him and then he'd always go back to his old ways kind of like a lot of christians you know they need god they want god when it's hard but once they got it and they have things in control you know god's on the sideline And so this guy was kind of the same way. But he was a very crude man, but he was wise. And he had a dream. And this dream really troubled him because the Babylonians, they believed in dreams. They believed that their gods talked to them through dreams. So if they could have the dream interpreted, you know, they thought they could get ahead in life because they believed it was the wisdom of their gods. So anyway, he had a dream. And the dream he had was this huge statue and the statue's head was gold and the shoulders and the breasts were silver and the abdomen down to the, the thighs was brass and then the legs were iron. And then the feet were clay. And then he saw this small rock coming towards this statue, rolling towards this statue, really small rock. And it hit that statue and it totally destroyed it, pulverized it. Then he saw all the baby powder dust of this big statue just blow away in the wind. And he he didn't know what that meant. So he called all of his wise men, the magicians, the astrologers, all those that called themselves wise, all those that were on his staff and helped him, he called them in. And he said, now listen, I want, and he started calling his best up front, I want you to interpret. No, I want you to tell me first what my dream was. (laughs) He didn't make it easy. Tell me what my dream was and then interpret that dream. And they went nuts. It's like, king, nobody can do that. Nobody on earth can do that. He said, if you don't, and this is just how he operated, I'll chop you up in pieces, and then I'll destroy your house. That's how he dealt. He's cruel. And so all of a sudden, there's a holocaust. He's calling all of his wise men up, and they said, we can't. He'd chop them up, destroy their home. Chop them up, destroy their home chop them up destroy their home and Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and Daniel they were gonna be chopped up <laughs> you understand they were gonna be slicing dice like everybody else but what they did they went to the king and said hey hey we can help at least they stepped up it's time for the church to step up or oh, everybody dies everybody's dying This crazy king is killing everybody And so finally, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel step up and say, hey, hey, just give us a little time. So they went and they prayed and they sought the Lord. And the Lord just downloaded information, told Daniel what the dream was and what the dream meant. Come on, somebody. That's the type of you and I. They got their eyes off the situation and what could happen. And they put their eyes on the Lord. And when they did, he started to speak. Now, if you want to figure it out, you want to work out, just go ahead, hurt yourself. (laughs) Just keep it up. The Bible says, Susan said it the other day, there remains a rest for God's people. How do you get there? You cast your calves on the Lord. That's the rest, that we we can cast our calves on the Lord. People cast their calves? And then they go. (laughs) And they cast their cast. And they wind it right back up. Won't let it go. Listen, you cast your cast and you just put your eyes on the Lord and you trust him. So now they got a revelation. They got a revelation. So Daniel steps up to the king and he just tells him the whole story. And the king is like, So you know what happens? Instead of going down, they go up. They got promoted. See, if you put your eyes on Jesus, take it off your circumstances. Listen, the circumstances are real. And faith never denies the facts and the circumstances. But faith looks at God. Faith puts its hope in the Lord. And it's something before us that we won't let go of. Is anybody listening to me here, and so now, because somebody sought the Lord, somebody stood in the gap, people are going to live because he destroyed the whole household. So children are going to live. The dogs are going to live. <laughs> Who wants to help? Who wants to be part of God's help in the land? Well, you have to trust him. But most of us are just trying to get by in our own lives. If you get your eyes off of your life, put your eyes on the Lord and begin to do what he wants you to do, you'll see yourself promoted and you won't even realize how you got promoted because it's the hand of the Lord. So he tells the story and what happens? Well, Daniel, he's running the whole kingdom now. He was gonna be killed. He was a nobody. Nobody. Go with me and a matter of fact Daniel was in Jerusalem Shadrach and Meshach were in Jerusalem and then King Nebuchadnezzar came along he just trampled the whole place and he took and he wasn't like the Assyrians the Assyrians would just annihilate everybody and just take the land that's not how Nebuchadnezzar was he just put people in bondage he'd take the best people and he'd bring them to Babylon and he'd send them to the University of Babylon free of charge and he would teach them their culture and their ways and their government because he saw potential in even his enemy come on somebody and so they go through the university they get the best grades so now Daniel Shadrach Meshach and Abednego they way up here I mean, they got it. They're ruling his kingdom. How do you live in Babylon and not get Babylon come in you? They doing it. The Bible says don't be of, you in this world, but don't be of this world. And listen, this place is nothing like the Babylon that they were in. And so I'm telling you, we can all stay fired up in this crazy world. We can all live Holy. In this crazy world I don't care who's doing what I don't care who's saying what I don't care who's president I don't care who's pulling against you you can still live holy you don't have to have the world in you and I'm telling you this life of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego it's the gospel being preached to us right now if they could do it back then and back then the Holy Spirit would just come upon them today the Holy Spirit lives in us and fire So we got the good. We got it. So now Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel, they're in charge. And so the king hears the dream. This this dude is pretty smart. He hears the dream. He sees gold head, and he builds a statue now. But he makes the statue all out of gold because Daniel even told him what this was all about and basically what it was all about is that many kingdoms will come kingdoms that represent gold silver brass iron clay but they they'll all fall they'll all crumble so he's kind of figuring this thing out and i started thinking about gold silver brass iron clay that don't mix it's hard to unite that and so king nebuchadnezzar kind of figured it out himself that you know what this this is not good what i'm hearing because he's telling me that my kingdom is going to fall so he wants to make his kingdom all gold he wants to have his kingdom completely united so he builds this huge statue nobody knows if it's of himself nobody knows if it's solid gold or gold-plated but it's a huge statue and he makes this huge statue and he wants to unify all of the nations So they have a a representative from all of the world there. And so what he says is, and let's just read it. This, This is about what the Lord is telling him, there will be no superpower that stands forever. That's what it's saying. But the little rock that's coming, and the Bible says in that story, this rock was not cut out with men's hands. So this is Jesus, the rock. And that rock hits all of that and it all crumbles. But, but uh, Daniel did say the kingdom of this rock will live forever and will never be destroyed. So that's just a picture of the kingdom uh, to come. So Nebuchadnezzar, verse 1, the king made an image of gold who height was 60 cubits and width 60 cubits. And set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. The king Nebuchadnezzar sent word to gather together the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials of the provinces to come to the dedication of the image with the king Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So the satraps, the administrators, the governors, the councilors, the treasurers, the judges, the magistrates, and all the officials, anybody that had any authority, anybody that had any influence, of the provinces gathered together for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then a herald cried out, and now listen to this, to you it is commanded. Now this is the voice of the world system. To you it is commanded, O peoples of the nation, and so this is really talking about a one world government, a one world economy, a one world kingship. To you it is commanded, O peoples, nations, and languages, that at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, in sympathy, symphony, with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the gold image that the king Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Now, this is the world system. When I read this, I saw that the world system is the fiery furnace. We're all in it. The world system is the fiery furnace. For every Christian, the world system is the fiery furnace. Are you going to make it? Are you going to survive this? Because the world's going to throw you in this furnace. They want to see you destroyed. Just like those disciples. That's the wrong spirit. That's the spirit of the world. You want us to call down fire and destroy them? And it's like they, they knew what the fire, they knew the fire, but they didn't know how to use it. It was to save souls. I think that's really good right there. Isn't that good? Some of y'all, too, too liked it. You ain't, you're not going to be a soul winner without the fire. You're always going to be a scaredy cat. It, it will always happen. I mean, it's just the way it is. You'll do it, but you'll be scared to death the whole time you do it. People say, I'm always scared. I'm not always scared. It's not because I'm a pastor. It's not because I've been a Christian a long time. I'm going to tell you this right away. When you got saved, the fire of God was on you. You didn't care who. Who thought what? You go tell people about Jesus. That was the fire of God on, on you. You, did, you, just, you. You were burning to tell people about what you had received. You were so excited about what Jesus did for you, you just ran out like a crazy person telling everybody what the Lord did. And what happened? The world's fiery furnace came along and started to threaten you. I'm not putting up with it. And it says it, it, it doesn't like you. And listen, the whole deal here, well, let's read it. So at that time when all the people heard the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the lyre, in symphony with all kinds of music and all the people's nations, languages, fell down and worshiped the gold image with King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Hmm. Listen to this. Music. Gold. The world has something to show you. The world shows us things that we, that it says we must have. And that's life. How many of y'all know music can move you? Yeah. M- music touches your emotions. I'm telling you, I tell people all the time, I go to weddings, and you know, you're sitting there and you're watching. I, sometimes I marry the people. Usually the people I marry, you know, we already talked about the reception. We're not doing all. Don't need the alcohol. Don't need the worldly music. Just, you know, just go enjoy your family. Enjoy your wedding time. And, and those things are great. But yeah, I've been to some like you guys, some weddings. You go to the wedding and after, you got the reception. And uh, I, I know this for a fact. I'll be at that reception and I start looking around and it's kind of going south. Y'all know what I'm talking about? It's kind of going the wrong direction but you stay a little too long and you start tapping your foot <laughs> next thing you start shaking your hips huh and I tell Susan as soon as my foot because I, I love music I played rock and roll music so man when I hear those old songs, my my foot starts tapping and if I, if I wait too long my hips will start shaking now I'll just be in and I'll just be. I'll be. I'll get just as crazy as they are, in the flesh to the max. And so as soon as my foot starts to tap, I say, "Soon it's time to go." And we just we don't we know how to leave parties the right way. You know how you leave a party like that? Don't say bye. Just leave. Because when you say bye, they're gonna try to pull you back. You just leave, kind of stealthy. Where'd to go? Kevin told me one day he said pastor can leave a party like nobody I know. I said one minute he's shaking hands, he's looking, he's smiling at everybody. Next minute you know he's gone. And as nobody knows he's gone. Music. Ears. The world wants you to hear things it says. Things it wants you to do. See the goal. And listen all of these astrologers these wise men the magicians all these officials they wise and the king's got them in a spot like if if you want to, if you want your position if you want your job if you want your power if you want your pay if you want to keep living this lifestyle you have you need to bow to the image of this world what the world wants you to do the world wants you to become its image bow to its image come on anybody getting this therefore at the time certain can Chaldeans came forward these were astrologers and accused the Jews they spoke and said to King Nebuchadnezzar O king live forever forever so they kind of buttering up the king king O king you have made a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, in symphony, with all kinds of music, shall fall down and worship the gold image. You said that, King. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. And then they say this there are certain Jews. Now, this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They quietly just bowed out. They didn't like stand up, get a PA system, and say, We're not bowing. You, the Antichrist. We against you. They they just said, Nope, we're not going. We're just not going. No big deal. Not even threatened. Not worried about losing friends. They didn't even pray about it. Lord, I need to pray about it. Lord, Lord, should I go? No. They knew it was ungodly. You know, if you know it's ungodly, don't pray about getting involved with it. If the person's ungodly and you want a connection with them in something past just a a casual relationship, don't even pray about it. It's not God. Leave it alone. Don't yoke yourself up unequally. Well, what does light have to do with darkness? What does holiness have to do with lawlessness? Just don't connect with that. You don't even have to pray about it. Ask me, I'll tell you now listen now these are people in positions okay they're accusing the king now so now these people in positions of power they're pressuring the king boy is that politics you said they're not now what you gonna do about it he really loved them but because of people are jealous they're jealous I mean these Hebrew kids went through the university did it all right and just rose in that kingdom and they're ruling people and they got the favor of God on their lives and there's people jealous so they see them doing something they're not so they go tell the king and then they pressure the king. That's what the world does. The world will fight amongst itself. It's just, it's... Now listen to this. There were certain Jews who whom you have set over the affairs of the province of babylon shadrach meshach and abednego now those are wicked names that was not their real names that was like killer snake what's another one what's a wicked name in the world something somebody would name their kid that's not good spike Spike. that's not their name they stole their names given to them by God they're Jews and they gave them wicked names how do you like to you know start working for somebody and they just start calling you killer and there's nothing in you that wants to kill how you gonna react to that well they didn't even bother them didn't even bother them they knew who they were their their confidence was in their God not in what people said or how people accepted them or didn't accept them or looked at them wrong, that was not their identity. So it didn't even bother them. They were not even bothered they were living in a heathenistic country. Come on somebody, this is the world that we live in right now. You know, when I went to college, I'm gonna say this and I'll just spell it out so I won't say it because some of y'all know me in church and you might not come back if I really say it. But I had a nickname in college, they called me ASS. Every time I come up, that's what they call me. What you laughing at? Hmm? That's what they call me. Hey, he's here. Hey, what's he? Blank. Hey, you want to play pool? Blank? That's what they call me. You know what? Then I didn't know Christ. So I was offended. I didn't like the name. But in Christ, call me what you want to call me. It does not bother me. Not at all. Matter of fact, if you call me that today, I'd pray for you because you don't know me. I would feel bad for you. Because you're insecure. You got a nasty mouth, not me. (laughs) Y'all with me. You have to know who you are in Christ. Can we turn the air conditions on? Are they off? Please, please turn them all on. You what? it's hot you turned off the air conditioner turn it on 72 if anybody ever touches my air conditioner I'm going to break your arm no just kidding. <laughs> don't touch my air conditioner 72 how many of y'all know 72 is 72 I'm burning up it must be the fire of God Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them. Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? He's talking to them. Is it true that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? They didn't stutter. (laughs) They were not worried. Now, if you are ready, now listen, you know the enemy always comes back. The, the verdict I mean the, the herald the voice everything said okay when the music plays you bow down and how many of y'all know if you're gonna serve Christ you can't bow down to the world and if you don't there's gonna be another opportunity that the world comes back around and asks you to do it again it's not gonna go away so you have to get it in your spirit I'm not doing that I don't care what the consequences are I'm gonna please God Now, if you are ready, they're not ready. And he goes through the whole thing. And if you are ready at the time, you hear the sound, the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psaltery, the symphony with all kinds of music, and fall down and worship the image which I have made, good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fire furnace, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? Boy, that is an arrogant line right there. He says, there's nobody more powerful than me. If I can't help you right now, you're not going to get help. I mean, this is arrogance at its best right here. All power is in my, I got this thing. My way, no other way. Of course, none of us ever get to that place. We think we know best. We're trying to rule over people. It happens. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fire and furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? They knew their God, but he didn't. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O king Nebuchadnezzar, probably said with joy on their face, We have no need to answer you in this matter. They didn't even have to think about it. They didn't have to fast and pray. They didn't have to get a bunch of intercessors together. They didn't have to go counsel with their pastor. They already knew we ain't bowing. Let's just stop right here. What are you bowing to that you know is not of God? What are you giving yourself to that you know is not God? He doesn't know their God. You know, I don't know if y'all know this, but Baal is the false God. And the false God is the God that we imagine. So Baal's in our life more often than we think because we try to imagine God in a certain way and he's not like that. He's not like that at all. And until we know him personally, we don't know him. We have an image of him you know religion teaches you an image of god and it's a false image he's a god far away he's a god that's distant he's a god mysterious god you never know what he's going to do that's a false god that's not my god my god is close i have a personal relationship with him through his son jesus christ y'all got that so anytime you imagine god wrong it's idolatry if you see god in a way he doesn't see himself That's idolatry. If you see God in a way that he's not, that's sin. A God that puts diseases on you to teach you you a lesson. That's not my God. You know, Job said, you know, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. He was messed up. He was going through some stuff. That was emotions talking. God's not a taker. The enemy is a thief, a killer, a destroyer. God's not that. And so when people believe those things about God, it's not God's nature. You understand? So they're accusing and insulting God, the one that can help them. You know, you insult a person long enough, they're gonna like, okay, let's just give them a little room. I'm not gonna deal with them no more. (laughs) And God's the same way. You keep insulting him and telling him who he's not, you understand, he can't help you. He'll let you have your way. Is this making sense? Y'all getting anything out of this? We're getting to the fire. In that case, our God, now listen to this. In that case, hey, in that case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace. And if he will deliver us from your hand, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, That we do not serve your gods nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up notice this scripture tells me God will not deliver you out of everything you get in I'm sorry that scripture he will not deliver you from everything you're in but he'll help you through it And what we want to do, oh, Lord, oh, get me out. And you know what? We'll see they're in the fire. The fire doesn't change your circumstances. It changes you in your (laughs) circumstance. That's what happens. When you trust God in the hard place, you'll see a side of God you never saw before. But most people are complaining, kicking, and screaming and don't have their eyes on God and all they have is their eyes on the circumstance. So now God can't help you, you're going to get burnt. You're going to smell like smoke. You're going to be singed. And you're going to come out and you ain't learned nothing. And so the fire is not to save you from the fire. It's to save you from the heat of the You won't be burned you'll be in it and that's what i love to see and that's when people have the fire of god on them you know they're going through something but they in the fire of god the refining fire of god the holy fire of god come on somebody nebuchadnezzar was full of fury and the expression on his face? Changed because he really loved them. He respected them. They helped him. His expression on his face changed to a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. And he commanded the certain mighty men of valor who were in his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. So, what the world system wants to do is bind you. Then these men were bound in their clothes, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flame of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'll give you a word on that right there. You better not touch God's anointed don't touch God's anointing don't harm his prophets don't fool with his church talk to Paul Paul was persecuting the church Jesus got a hold to it and said Paul you're persecuting me he took it personally don't fool with God's people you just better let God deal with his people don't you try don't you begin to speak against God's people I'm telling you just turn them over to the Lord if you see that it might not be right or go in love and try to correct. But don't be, don't be coming down on God's people. Don't be talking about churches. Don't be talking about ministers. Just leave it alone. Let God take care of all of that. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in hate, and spoke saying to his counselors did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire we threw three. he got a bad memory I gal can't count what's the deal <laughs> so to get y'all got I I it's a video going on a videos going on when I read this imagine his best men. I mean he got hoax they throw these three guys in They were probably skinny wearing tight jeans. You know what I'm talking about? I'm just kidding. But anyway, they throw these people of God in the furnace and those men just melt. They die immediately. And then the king knew they threw three in. He looks through this little peephole and there's four people in there now. And he says, one of them looks like the son of God. (laughs) So get this. Y'all got to kind of... Decipher some of this stuff that's going on. When you in the fire, you with Jesus. <laughs> He's the king of fire. And when Jesus is with you, you are going to be okay. Yes. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And sometimes you will never know the Lord like you need to know him until somebody threw you in to something you didn't want to be in. Anybody got ever thrown into a situation you didn't want to be in? You better bring Jesus into that situation because if it's left up to you, you're going to mess it up. You're not going to learn anything. You're going to come out hurt. You're going to come out ugly and you're going to come out mean and offended and you won't do the kingdom of God any good. you just as bad off as the ones that threw you in there. And this is how a lot of Christians are, and I've I've had to repent of it of myself. We want out of everything. Out of everything. God, we Americans. We got to vote on everything. And I'm going to tell you what we're good at. Y'all ready for this? We're good after getting our way. We'll use money, we'll use people, we'll lie, we'll manipulate. And I'm telling you, if we do all of that. We will never see Jesus the way we need to see him. They probably could have talked their way out. This this is the real meat of this message. When you're going through something, you can rationalize your way out of it or you can just know Jesus is in it with you and you trust him and you're gonna get insight and revelation and you're gonna be better off when you come out and then you're gonna get promoted. One of the two, and this is how we rationalize. You're about to be thrown in. You are commanded to bow. You're gonna die if you don't bow. This is how we rationalize. Well, you know everybody'd be better off if I live. That's not the case. I'm standing on the inside, But you're bowing on the outside. The Lord knows my heart. (laughs) Y'all understand what we do? We play these games with God. We're really bowing. And he's going to be with us. I don't care what we go through. He's going to be with us. And what they did, this is what they did. They sacrificed their integrity for their life. Something in life was more important than Jesus. They wanted to live for something else had they not gone in the fire. They, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Had they not gone in the fire, they would be saying, this is what they're saying, my life is more important my job is more important, my position is more important, my influence is more important, my ministry is more important. So what I need to do, I need to sacrifice my integrity and bow down to these things and partake of these things so I can live. That's exactly what they were thinking or they could have thought, but they did Their minds never went there. No, no. No! And we're tempted every day. What are we bowing to? When we bow to it, we insult God. He's not mad, he just can't help us. Because whatever you want, you know a Christian can have whatever they want. Can a Christian get drunk? He can have whatever he wants. Can a Christian fornicate? have whatever they want. I don't know if you still label yourself as a christian but you can have whatever you want but they were not going to sacrifice their integrity for anything in life that's the gospel right there that is the hard line that is the real true gospel right there you do not sacrifice your life or your you do not sacrifice the integrity or the principles or what God has called you to do for anything in this life or for anybody in this life. You just don't do it. Well, how do you do that? Well, you just walk away, smile and said, I ain't doing that. Well, you know what they could have said? Well, everybody's doing it. Isn't that what we do? Well, everybody, everybody's bowing. Everybody's living together everybody smokes and drinks. I mean, a little hooch every now and then. I mean, everybody's doing that. Everybody lies. I mean, everybody don't pay their taxes. You cost some time. I mean, you, you know, you got to be hateful and ugly. Sometimes everybody does that. No, 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 I don't think so. We're bowing. We're bowing to our flesh getting quiet isn't this a good message yes, yes. can I keep going yes. <laughs> and this is not to hurt you this is to help us didn't we not cast four three into the fire yeah look I see four men loose what you mean when you're going through things and Jesus is with you something's gonna fall off of you you mean you're gonna learn something you mean you're gonna drop something you mean you're gonna realize I don't need to do that anymore I don't need this I don't need that drug I don't need that person I, I just don't I shake a little mama sata let me tell you the truth what God has been doing in our life he has been doing things in our life we don't even realize yes. There had to be people to die in our life so he could come in and he didn't kill them. he's not a murderer murderer he's a giver people had to die in our lives friends had to leave we had to be betrayed we had to get in a place we couldn't get out of and God's just waiting for us to call upon his name and all these things had to happen they didn't have to happen if we had just come to Jesus just come to Jesus surrender yield but no we're hard-headed and so a lot of things just in our own hands under the world system, things are just happening. And God's just waiting. God's just waiting. God's just waiting. We get to the end of the rope. Anybody ever got to the end of the rope? That means you're at the end of the rope. There's no knot. It's this is over if you let go. You know what I say? Let go. Trust God. Mm. <laughs> Y'all okay? Yes. Anybody ever been in the fire? I'm not finished. Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come out here, you servants of of the most high God. Come out, come out, come out, come here. Then he said, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego came from the midst of the fire and the satraps and all of those guys. (laughs) This is what they all gathered together. Now listen, listen what happens when you trust Jesus in the fire. The fire is the hard thing. The fire is difficulty. The fire is the challenge. The fire is when every circumstance is against you and everything's stacked against you and the odds are against you, but you just trust in Jesus because you're in the fire. It's easy to trust Jesus in the fire because He, I'm telling you, when you're in the fire, that's when you know Jesus is with you. That's why the fire's on you. Because Jesus is with you. That's where your confidence comes from. He talks to you. I got a telephone call today. It's like, you know, I prayed when we got home from the trip. I said, Lord, I got to deal with this. And I'm telling you, I got a telephone call from from out of space. I never expected this. I never thought it would come like this. And I believe it's the end to something I've been going through. It's just, it's going to be over. I never saw it coming and I'm praying but I didn't know what it was gonna look like and all of a sudden just trusting God it just falls right in my lap tell your neighbor stay in the fire tell your neighbor don't bow don't bow don't bow don't bow let me tell you this I don't know where the scripture is but the scriptures in my heart it's in the Bible but I don't know where God said he will honor those that honor him that's what happened in this story. They honored God with their life, Lord, we're not turning our backs on you because we know you would never turn your backs on us. And if you deliver us, we'll be happy. But if you don't, we ain't bowing to this worldly thing. We are yours forever. And God will honor those that honor him. God will honor those that give him all of their loyalty, all of their allegiance, and all of their life. God and you thought you were going to die and you thought you were not going to make it through it listen to this and the king's counselors gathered together and they saw there it is they were, they, people are watching us go through things they wonder how, how they stay happy how, how they stay confident how, how, how did, how did, they don't know our God they don't know nothing about faith they don't know the power of the blood and the performance of Jesus on the cross. They don't know any of that. All they see is us as different. And when we come out the fire and they wonder and they ask, we point to Jesus. That's what happened to me. I watched people go through things like, that. man, these Christians are crazy. But I saw a strength in them beyond their body form, beyond their finances, beyond their education. I saw strength inside these Christians. Whoo! They saw these men whose bodies, the fire, had no power. Now, this is the worldly flame of fire. The hair on their head was not singed. Their bodies were not scarred. Their garments were not affected, and the smell of fire was not even on them. How many of y'all know? How many of y'all know they got a testimony now? (laughs) Sometimes we're fighting God, and he's trying to work something in us. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That was a change. Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own therefore I make a decree listen to this that any people nation language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach Meshach and Abednego shall be cut to pieces and their houses destroyed <laughs> <laughs> He served God when it was convenient. Whenever God worked on his behalf, he lifted up God like a lot of Christians. But he was nothing like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We need Shadrachs, Meshachs, and Abednegos in our culture. That's what we need. And, you know, we, we can make feminine ladies Shadrach Shadrachians (laughs) Meshachians and a big odious (laughs) because there is no other God who can deliver like this then the king promoted Shadrach Meshach and Abednego in the province of Babylon now this is this is a key you remember when the israelites went across the red sea and the enemy was destroyed this is what god said you will never see your enemy again you beat him he's done with you'll never have to go through that again that's what he was saying you'll never have to deal with this again it's over we cross we're out we learn something god is real god is powerful god loves us That's why when you go through the fire and you pass the test, because there's a scripture that says, beloved, do not think it's strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake in Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. I've went through, I saw the power of God, you will never have to go through that test again you passed the test some people go around the mountain they're going through the Red Sea constantly (laughs) they never learn anything let God be with you in your circumstance let him reveal to you some things I'll say it again Fire is not to change our circumstances but to change us another scripture 1st Peter 1 7 that the genuineness of your faith being more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of jesus christ so coming through this you're refined your faith is refined your assurance and your certainty in who god is you know now he's a very present help in the time of trouble whatever you go through and now you see the lord in a way you never saw him before It's funny, when everything leaves somebody's life, if they open up to God, they get life. When when something's going bad wrong, go to God and you'll find your life. You have to lose your life to find life. Sometimes we have to, God just leaves us to ourselves. We mess everything up. This world messes everything up. So all of a sudden, our life is gone. And until life is gone, You're not looking for anything else. Some people's life is gone. They're still trying to get their old life back. If you lose your life, then you will find your life if you come to Christ. Wow. That's it. Y'all get anything out of this? Who got something out of this? Who's going through something? The key is go through. Quit hollering and screaming and whining and complaining. It is what it is. Get your eyes on Jesus. And when you see the Lord is in it with you, the fire of God will come on you and you will become something you've never been before. I'm going to pray to fire. Who needs some fire? Who's going through something? Raise your hand.